1: I would always have the tendency I would be spending money and not seeing results and I would be like oh this isn't working and so I would just stop and so really sticking with it having a plan having a budget and letting it get enough time enough momentum to actually do something was critical for this to actually work
2: This is the show where I bring you the best tips tactics and strategies for using paid traffic to grow your business on autopilot you also hear what's working and not working right now from the top minds in online marketing so that you can get more leads and sales every day without having to empty your wallet in the process. All right, let's jump into it. All right, welcome back to the Art of Pay Traffic podcast, everybody. I'm your host, Rick Mulready. Thank you so much for coming to hang out with me today. Really appreciate it. On today's episode, I am super pumped to welcome one of my students to the podcast. Her name is Heather Hubbard. Heather's a lawyer who practiced law for a long time, and now she coaches female attorneys, she helps them find more success and joy in their life and in their job. And I asked Heather to come on the podcast here because she's using a Facebook ad sales funnel to sell spots to a live in-person retreat in Arizona. Now the retreat costs $3,500 to attend and she's selling it to cold traffic using webinars. I love it. At the time of this recording, she'd spent $850 on Facebook ads and made $9,000 in sales. Not a bad ROI on her ads. In the episode today, we break down her entire sales funnel, including all the stats along her funnel, the strategy behind it, her targeting, what mistakes that she made along the way, what she did to correct them, which part of the funnel that she's neglected up to this point, and now what she's doing to improve it and a whole lot more. Wait until you hear her webinar stats. They are awesome. Now, before we jump into it with Heather, I want to let you know that today, Wednesday, September 21st, well, today, depending on where you listen to this, is the final day if you want to enroll in the FB Advantage, which is my flagship Facebook ads program, which teaches you step-by-step how to automate leads and sales in your online business. Now, I've made some changes to the program, so it's a bit different than what it's been in the past. The FB Advantage is now tailored for online businesses. So if you've got an online business that you're looking to grow and automate, the FB advantage is for you. By the time that you complete the program, you're going to have an automated system for online businesses that gets leads and sales every day using Facebook ads. If you've already been using Facebook ads in your business, you're going to be able to cut your cost and and increase your results to learn more and enroll today just go to the fbadvantage.com again doors close at 11 59 p.m pacific time today wednesday september 21st look forward to having you inside the program there all right let's go hang out with heather heather welcome to the art of paid traffic how's it going Great. How are you, Rick? I am doing great. I am super pumped to have you on the show today because... I mean, I've known about what you've been doing for a long time now. But I didn't realize how successful you were with your ads until very recently. And I was like, man, I got to have you on the podcast to talk about what you're doing. Because I think that... You don't realize how well you're doing and how actually good your results are. So, before we get into sort of what you're up to and how you're running your Facebook ads and so forth, tell us a little bit about who you are and what your background is.
1: Sure. So, I am a lawyer by training. I went to Vanderbilt Law School and I was an attorney for. I guess about 12 years working at one of the really large law firms here in the U S doing intellectual property litigation. And I left in October of 2014 to start my own personal and professional development company. So naturally I mostly coach female attorneys, um, well, I coach attorneys, but I say female because that's really where my passion is. Mm-hmm. It's really about helping them find more success and more satisfaction in their lives. So I started this company. It's called The Language of Joy. And yeah, that's what I'm up to.
2: So what are you offering in that company? So I know that you're focusing on female attorneys. You said find more success you know, in there and happiness in there. Is it both in their life and business or is it more? Is there an area that you're focusing on?
1: It starts with their business, but I take okay. a very holistic approach, which means it naturally involves your life as well. I think men are better at compartmentalizing, mm-hmm. and women really take a more integrated approach. So that's the way I look at it.
2: Okay. Tell me more about that. Like, what does that exactly mean? So, like, what type of areas do you focus on?
1: So most women that come to me, they're either looking to get a promotion within their firm or they're looking to make a move or a change or they're wanting to grow their book of business. Generally, they're feeling stuck in some area. And then we really just peel that back and look at everything and try to come up with a plan, both in their life and career, that makes sense for them. Because most women, they're people pleasers and they don't always focus on their priorities in order for them to be their happiest, their most successful at home and at the job. So that's really what we're looking at is how do they get focused on what they want and going after that.
2: Got it. And I know that you do, we're going to talk about this in just a minute. You're doing a live in-person retreat, but outside of that, you have courses and programs. Do you do virtual consulting? What does that look like? What does your offer look like?
1: Sure. So I coach individuals. And then I also will work with law firms when they want me to work with an individual attorney. But I have online programs. And then I do retreats. So lawyers have to have what are called continuing legal education credits. And so basically, I've decided to start taking those CLEs that they need and putting it together with retreats and workshops that I offer.
2: Got it. Okay. All right, cool. And you've been offering these retreats for a while now, right?
1: This will be the second one. The
2: second one. Okay. Okay. Awesome. So tell us about this retreat because this is what you're actually marketing with your Facebook ad campaign. So tell us about what this retreat actually is and what it looks like and who you're trying to... I mean, assuming that you are going to continue with trying to attract female attorneys to the retreat, but tell us a little bit more about that.
1: Sure. So the retreat's called Life and Law and Balance. It is at Miraval Resort and Spa. And Miraval is in Tucson, Arizona. It is a mindfulness resort. Oprah goes there, Ellen DeGeneres, a lot of NFL football players. It really is an exclusive high-end place to go when you're working on your mindset and peak performance. So this will be the first retreat at Miraval. And I'm really excited about it Because of the programming that they offer. So it's 400 acres, it's a top notch spa, and there's just a lot of, you know, holistic opportunities there yoga, meditation, that sort of thing. So I'm really excited about it, but it's also more expensive because it is such a nice facility. Mm -hmm. So the retreat is in November. And it is $3,500. That's all inclusive. It does not include the airfare, but otherwise that includes everything. And so it's basically three and a half days of deep dive workshops with me. And then there are also some classes there at Miraval. There's an equine experience, some adventure challenges, but it's really all about figuring out where they want to go next in their career. And this, again, it's for female attorneys and you need to be basically at least seven years out. So you generally need to be a partner. You're at a level where you are really trying to grow your business. Mm -hmm. And so we're really starting with what do you want your next step to be, taking an inventory of where you are, and then really mapping out how do you get there. And a lot of that includes facing your fears and going big.
2: Cool. I love that. So it's a high ticket item. You know, most people consider this a high ticket item for three and a half days. It does not include the airfare. And so you're running a Facebook ads campaign. So how many people are you trying to, what's your ideal number to fill the retreat for you?
1: I would like somewhere between 10 and 20.
2: Okay. Okay. And you're running a Facebook ads campaign to get people to sign up for the retreat. Now, right. we are recording this at the beginning of September. So you've got a little bit of time. So roughly two months, I'm assuming. Is it like sort of middle of November?
1: Yes. November 13th through the 16th.
2: Okay. So you get about two months to go. And you've got people signed up for it right now and you're running Facebook ads to get people into this retreat. Now, what I love about what you're doing is you are, you're sort of bucking the trend, if you will, of (laughs) sort of what people do to normally get people to sign up for this type of high ticket event. You know, normally what people do if they're running a webinar like you are doing, which we're going to break down here in just a second, normally with this type of offer, it goes from webinar into a strategy session. You know, like a complimentary strategy session where you talk about that person's business and then offer them the high ticket coaching or the high ticket event or the high ticket retreat. Right. But you're going from Facebook ad into webinar right into the sale.
1: <laughs> yes, on
2: right the webinar. On the webinar of a $3500 <laughs> product, if you will. I mean, it's an event, but let's just call it a product here. And you are doing really really well. So, I just want to kind of want right out of the gates here You've spent $850 on Facebook ads, and you've done $9,000 in sales for this event. Now, that may seem kind of weird. People doing the math, they're like, wait, it's a $3,500 event. Where are we getting $9,000? we are going to break that down here in just a second. So kind of take us through the sales funnel here, if you will. What does it look like from start to finish?
1: So with the Facebook ads, um, I basically chose a few different targeted audiences. One was basically a lookalike audience from my website. I had just attended two different legal conferences in the last 60 days before I started the ad. So I had already set up a lookalike audience. So I thought I would get a pretty good representation of the type of person I was looking for.
2: So you went to this conference. Did you get the email list from the conference?
1: So I was speaking and, you know, anytime you're a speaker, people tend to look you up. So I had a spike in my visits and I assumed it was from those two conferences where I was speaking.
2: Got it. So you create a lookalike audience out of website visitors. Correct. Okay. Got it. All right.
1: And then I also targeted, you know, I tested a few different audiences, but basically trying to get, you know, female attorneys at a certain level. And so then I just ran an ad. It had pretty long copy as well. But the thought was, this is a cold audience. And Mm -hmm. so they don't know me. They need more of an intro. And so I really started talking about basically the numbers of how women aren't doing so well within law firms and basically setting up that, you know, if it's so terrible, what do you do next? And I then pitched at the bottom that I had a free online workshop. And it was not a picture of me. It was a yellow background with a woman walking away that said success. Leaves clues, follow the happy lawyers. And so then they would go to a landing page, and the landing page outlined what was going to be covered in this webinar, and it was seven steps to a more satisfying career. They would then sign up for the webinar, and on the thank you page of the webinar, I had a survey just to try to get some more information. And then I put them into this 90 minute webinar. The first 20 minutes, I kind of just teed up where we are in the profession to try to validate that they were not alone in feeling as though they were stuck. And then I went through the seven steps, which is probably about an hour, maybe 70 minutes of teaching And I tried to give a lot of exercises and examples, tips that they could use. And then the last 20 minutes, I showed a video from Miraval. I kind of set up what the retreat's going to look like. And then I used a live offer. So they had basically 15 to 20 minutes to claim the offer. And the offer was $500 off, as well as an online workshop in December and one hour of free coaching in January.
2: Okay. Okay. So when you started throwing out the timeframes, which I really appreciate of what you were teaching in the webinar, my mind went to, this is a pretty long training. Yes. So if you give an intro, let's just say the intro is, say, 10 minutes. Then you said about 70 minutes of training. Is that right? That's right. So we're at you know about 80-ish minutes or so. And then you're going to give a 15 to 20-minute sales pitch where you're also including a video of Miraval and you know showing how amazing this place is i'm assuming right how long is that video
1: it's three minutes okay
2: all right cool and so your overall sales pitch is say 15 to 20 minutes or so yes so we're looking at 90 minutes by the time you're all finished with the sales pitch and i'm assuming you're doing some sort of q a at the end is that right
1: yeah. So when the offer goes live, you're 90 minutes in. And then it's up for another 15, 20 minutes. And you can ask questions at that point. Okay. So awesome. It, it's, it's long.
2: Yeah. But as we're going to talk about here in just a second, the percentage of people who are staying through till the end is super high, which, <laughs> it is. which it I is. love. So that says a lot about how good your training is. And it says a lot about the people that you're attracting into the webinar. Now... I want to start off with going back to the Facebook ads. You're trying to attract a very specific type of attorney, not only a female attorney, but you're looking for somebody who's been doing it for a certain amount of time. And in a law firm. (laughs) And in a law firm. How are you doing that with your targeting? And you don't have to give away specifics. I'm not asking to do that, but I'm just trying to get... Because this is a really good example of you know, how you can have a much broader target like attorneys and then start to narrow it down from there if you're trying to reach a specific, you know, sort of sub niche, if you will, within an overall niche like attorneys.
1: Right. There's no guarantee that that's exactly who I'm reaching. But what I'm trying to do is I'm using age. You know, when you just count how long it takes to go to college and then law school and then get out and be out, you know, seven, plus years to be eligible to be a partner, that's helpful Mm -hmm. just in narrowing down the age range. But then I try to focus on job title. And I try to add in basically almost any variation I can think of for that partner level. And then I exclude very specific things. So I'm excluding government attorneys or attorneys that are within a company or stay-at-home moms or things of that sort. Now, that requires, of course, them to identify themselves that way in their Facebook profile. But that's really the best shot I have at trying to figure out, are they at a law firm? And are they at a certain level?
2: Now, you didn't come out of the gates with these kind of results here. It took you some time to kind of really narrow in on this audience and get things really working. Is that correct?
1: That's right. I mean, it probably took maybe a week or two for it to really start getting momentum and getting the right people in. Uh I'm probably going beyond your question here. But that's what I always struggled with the most. When I first started Facebook ads, I want to see results immediately. Everybody does. I know, right? And so I would always have the tendency, I would be spending money and not seeing results. And I would be like, oh, this isn't working. And so I would just stop. And so really sticking with it, having a plan, having a budget, and letting it get enough time, enough momentum to actually do something was critical for this to actually work.
2: So it took you a little time to dial in sort of the targeting and start to see results. Now, you said a week... Was that a week in figuring out the ads through the funnel to see if the whole funnel converted? Or was it you were trying to hit a certain cost per lead?
1: It was a cost per lead. I mean, okay. quite frankly, I wasn't doing anything other than allowing Facebook to do its job. Right. And I was shutting down, you know, the ones after I had a certain amount of data, I was definitely shutting down some and spending more on others. Mm-hmm. But it was really just giving the ads time to start performing.
2: Sure. And what was your cost per lead? What was what you were trying to go for? What was your
1: goal? I was trying to keep it under $12.
2: Okay. I think that's such a great example right there because for some people they would hear $12 and think holy cow that's super high I would never go that route I would shut my ads off immediately if I'm getting a $12 cost per lead but for you in this niche here you know could you do better maybe but you know that it's converting like you know that it's doing extremely well you know, you spent $850 on ads and made $9,000. And so you basically a little over 10X your ROI on this. And so it's just such a good example of what is good for one person is not going to be good for another and vice versa on the cost per lead.
1: Fair enough. And so I had some that were running at like $4 a lead. My mm-hmm. average was seven. Some were running four. I had one that was running at $25 yeah. a lead, but I kept it up because it had a conversion. Yeah. Right, So if I get $3,000, even if it's costing $25 a lead, yeah. I- I'm okay with that.
2: Yeah. And what I love about what you just said and what you're actually doing, and most people don't track it this way, is that a cost per lead is great. Having a good cost per lead is great. But what is it actually costing you to get a customer? And you saw that as you know what? On one of these ad sets, even though I was paying 25 bucks a lead, I was getting a sale on this. And so I was paying $25 per lead to get that $3,035 Sale within your sales funnel. Now, you messed up some ads (laughs) along the way. Tell us about what you did.
1: Before we get to that, can I mention something else related to the previous one? So, used to, I would just focus on whatever the website conversion was that I was trying to achieve. Uh So, in this case, you know, my website conversion was based on did they sign up for the webinar? But I had not used the default pixel to track certain events. And so I was also tracking, you know, did they get into the checkout and did they actually then purchase later on? Mm. And that was critical to be able to see where those sales were coming from within each ad set. And for people not doing that, it's super important so that you can actually track where the later conversions come from.
2: Yeah, Exactly. So I'm not gonna let you off the hook here. Where did you mess up with your ads? Because this is such a good lesson because so many people do this. Like you are certainly not alone.
1: Oh my gosh. So I had my original plan and my original plan was that I was gonna run these ads with this webinar until August 24th. And so that's how I'd set up the webinar. That's how I was doing my ads, but they were doing so well that I thought, well, I wanna extend them, but I don't want people to think that I'm doing these webinars all the time. So I'm going to do a different landing page, a different domain for the landing page so that I can start basically putting those that have already been through the webinar into a funnel where they don't see that this offer is continuously available. Mm -hmm. But I wanted to maximize the ads that were already doing well. So I went in and I changed the link within those ad sets and I excluded those that had already registered for the webinar. And within a day, the performance bottomed out, completely bottomed out. I'm not even saying like they went down a little bit. They just stopped performing <laughs> completely. They were being delivered, but they were no longer performing. So, and I just wanted awesome. to cry.
2: <laughs> so you made, you basically, you changed the landing page. You changed the destination URL. And what was the other change that you made?
1: Well, I excluded those oh, oh, that... Yeah had already registered for the webinar.
2: Got it. Okay. So when you were excluding, just out of curiosity, you were not excluding the pixel, you were excluding the actual your email list that had already been uploaded? Or what were you excluding? Exactly.
1: No. So I had created audiences on the front end. And so one of the audiences was based on, had they landed on the thank you page for the webinar registration? Okay, So that's the audience I was excluding. Oh,
2: oh, oh. So you weren't excluding up to that point and then you added that in there. Correct. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. (laughs) And your results tanked. The lesson here is, is that when an ad is running like that, you don't want to make a change any kind of change that you make to it is gonna throw off the algorithm. And so when you start your ad, you've set it up, whatever the objective is, you've set your ad up, all the copy and so forth, and the algorithm goes to work on what you created to start with. And then if you make a change to it as your ad is running, then you throw off the algorithm and doesn't know what to do because you've just thrown a few things into it that you know it weren't there originally. So instead of making a change to it while it's running, what I recommend that you do instead, and this is we, we've talked about this, and you obviously made this correction and fixed things, but stop the ad, duplicate it, make the changes that you want to make so that you can restart it with these newly found changes. So, okay, I want to start breaking down the funnel here and the stats that you are getting along the funnel because it's really, really good. Your numbers are really strong. So you've spent $850 on your ads. Over what time period is that, by the way?
1: It was probably about three weeks. It was the beginning-ish of August through August 24th.
2: Okay, cool. And so the cost of the retreat is $3,500, but you offer a discount on the webinar Right for $500 off. They also get the online workshop with you in December, I think you said, and also a one-hour coaching session with you as well. Cool. Right. This is all cold leads coming in. You said you were averaging about a $7 cost per lead coming in. Is that right? Right. Okay, cool. Do you know what your registration conversion rate was on the registration page?
1: I do not have that in front of me.
2: I put you on the spot for that one. We talked about the other ones.
1: I don't know that, Rick. Okay,
2: that's cool. That's cool. What about the show up rate? So how many people actually showed up to your webinar versus how many people registered in total?
1: Yeah, so I had on average, because I had maybe seven or eight webinars, I was Mm -hmm. doing like two to three a week. And so the average for all of them was 49%.
2: 49%, (laughs) your average show up rate. Okay, so just to put things in perspective, the average show up rate roughly is between 20 and 30%. And so you're doing 49%, which is really, really good. And you said that you were doing two to three per week. Is that correct?
1: That's right. They weren't completely live so that I didn't have to do that same basically almost two-hour presentation each time. I pre-recorded it. Okay. And I let them know that at the very beginning. So if they join at the very beginning, they know I've pre-recorded this, but I am live in the chat box. And I was very active in the chat box the entire time. And I told them, this is so that I can answer all of your questions without interrupting the flow of the presentation.
2: Okay, cool. And so you were running your Facebook ads. So how did that work? Where you're doing two to three live webinars per week, and you're running facebook ads continuously how did that sort of strategically break down how did you set that up
1: well so i used lead pages for my landing page and okay. then i was using everwebinar yep. and so basically everwebinar does not integrate with lead pages but you can still embed their pop up and so when you embed their pop up yep. basically i set it up where i wanted the next 3 webinars to show so you know i had preset that i was going to do these maybe two to three a week but if you went to the landing page all you saw were the next three and so basically as soon as i finished a webinar i was getting on lead pages and updating because i had like little calendars that showed yeah every webinar is going to constantly keep that embed code updated but i wanted the actual calendar to be correct on the landing page and so i just did that at the end of each webinar Got it. okay 78% stayed until the offer, which was 90 minutes in.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So 78% of the people who registered actually stayed until you made the offer 70 to 80 minutes into the webinar. That's ridiculously good. That's awesome. (laughs) And then what was your conversion rate? So the percentage of people who were on the webinar to those who bought?
1: Yeah. So those that stayed and saw the offer, I had 9% go ahead and claim that on the webinar
2: 9 percent. so average kind of the average you know again depends on the offer and the price and all that stuff kind of traffic coming into the webinar but roughly you're going to be looking at say like anywhere between say two and six percent is average on the conversion rate and you're getting a nine percent conversion rate on a three thousand dollar purchase and this is cold traffic Right. Now, I want to add to how impressed I am with what you're doing with this. Tell us about the deposits. like Because this is a live event. This is a retreat. You know, The retreat center needs deposits from you during certain times. So stuff is non-refundable, I'm assuming. Just so that someone doesn't sign up, that you are on the hook for a deposit out of pocket. And let's just say to protect yourself from somebody canceling on you or, or wanting a refund... 30 days down the road, how are you protecting yourself from that?
1: Yeah. So as soon as you sign up, you basically are waiving $1,500. So 50% is non-refundable and you continue to lose money depending on when you cancel. So basically one month out. So by October 15th, you lose 100%. So you're not going to sign up for this unless you're pretty serious and committed about it.
2: Sure. And you're being very upfront with them on the webinar about that, I'm assuming.
1: Yeah. Well, I don't go through the exact details, but they are lawyers. So I assume, (laughs) but I tell them, you know, as you're considering whether or not, you know, you're ready to commit now, I give them the sales page and I say, you know, go to the terms and conditions, get comfortable with the refund policy. And so they definitely are aware.
2: Good for you. Cool. Cool. The last stat I want to look at is your... So do you have an email follow-up series after the webinar ends?
1: I do. But as we were discussing, it it's lacking. I think my plan all along was get them in the webinar and then make the sale. Right. And then maybe I'll follow up with them later if they want to sign up. So I've really been kind of creating it as I go, which is not the way to do it. And I'm using this month to... Now that I'm... I have restarted my ads and I'm starting this process over again for September okay. is really mapping that out so that I know next steps. But the first one is, and it's a cue I've learned from you, which is in the next email, basically asking them to identify themselves because I can't target people exactly. And so I'm getting some people on the webinar that, quite frankly, don't qualify to come to my retreat. Hmm. They might be in-house counsel or an associate or something else, but I don't want to lose them because I have other things that can maybe help them. So I want them to say, hey, I'm an associate or I'm in-house counsel. And when they click that link, it will take them to their own funnel where they continue to get value. I don't have anything to sell them at the moment, but I don't want to keep sending them things about a retreat that they can't sign up for even if they wanted to.
2: Yeah. So identify themselves so you can continue to nurture that relationship so that when you do have a product or a service ready that's, you know, relevant to them, you can offer it to them.
1: Right. Right. And then with people that are still potentially interested, or at least could sign up if they wanted to. The idea is really just to continue to send them additional content. So one is to send them the slides. Another is to ask them some very specific questions and exercises to get them thinking about the retreat. And so basically just trying to continue to nurture those seven steps, which are covered at the retreat. So it kind of goes hand in hand and then basically just continue to try to get them into the retreat but like i said i do not have that down it is not finished but it is on my to do list for the week because i know it's going to be super important to getting additional sales outside of just the webinar
2: yeah i mean especially when you have that type of high ticket item you know that you're selling i think you're doing really really well with the sales of a high ticket item like that from cold traffic the Follow up series is super, super important because, in order to make that kind of financial decision, oftentimes people need to build a little bit more relationship with you to feel Mm -hmm. comfortable, you know, taking out their credit card for that type of offer. So, yeah, I'm excited to hear, you know, what the results are of an improved follow up series. You've got another two months or so here. You have five sold so far to it. Yes. Okay, cool. So you got plenty of time to get to that number of where you want to be in your goal of 10 to 20 people. I think you're doing amazingly, amazingly well. Congratulations on this stuff. Thanks, Rick. Keep us updated. Keep me updated. And I'll be happy to either have you back on the podcast here or pass along updates of where you're at because i'm super excited about hearing and i know that you don't think you've told me a couple times you're like (laughs) i don't think these stats are all that great but the fact that you are 10xing your roi on your facebook ads from cold traffic into a high ticket item right off of a webinar is really really impressive so congrats on all your success
1: Thank you. Thank
2: you. Before we wrap up here, Heather, where can people connect with you? Where can they learn more about you? And maybe if they want to get into, I don't know if you want them on your funnel here, but a lot of people (laughs) do that. A lot of people get into people's funnel to see what they're doing. Where can people connect with you?
1: Sure. My website is thelanguageofjoy.com. And if you want to go to the landing page to see the sequence, it would be thelanguageofjoy.com forward slash life and law dash online workshop.
2: Life A-N-D law? Yes. Life and law.
1: Either a dash or a hyphen, however you want to say it. okay. Online workshop.
2: Online workshop. Shop Okay, I'm writing that down because I'll make sure to link all these links up for you in the show notes page for today's episode Heather really appreciate you coming on here and breaking all this down for you again Congratulations on your success so far I know that you're just getting started with this and really excited to see where you take this
1: Thanks. I really appreciate it and you've not asked for a plug, but I would like to provide it
2: (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to stop you.
1: So I signed up for your course, the FB Advantage, in September of 2015, and really had only played with Facebook ads, had no idea what I was doing. And I literally went from, you know, spending a few hundred dollars here and there and not seeing any results to being able to get the results I have today because I followed your system, except for when I changed the link. That was totally (laughs) my fault. You're forgiven. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, I think following a system and having someone that knows what they're doing coach you through it is super important and obviously very effective. So thanks to you for helping me out over the last year.
2: Well, I appreciate that. I did not ask you to say that, honestly. <laughs> Actually, the day that this episode is live, enrollment is closing for the FB Advantage. So. Oh, wow.
1: Definitely sign up.
2: Yes, <laughs> I appreciate that. Heather. <laughs> Thank you again for coming on. Really appreciate it. And I'll be sure and update everybody once I have some more updates from you.
1: Great. Thanks, Rick.
2: All right. Hope you enjoy this one with Heather today. As we talked about there at the end, very unexpectedly, today is the final day. If you want to enroll in the FB Advantage, my flagship Facebook ads program, this teaches you step-by-step how to automate leads and sales in your online business. And as I mentioned at the top of the show, I've made some changes to the program. So it's a bit different than what it's been in the past. The FB Advantage is now tailored for online businesses. So if you've got an online business that you're looking to grow and automate, this program is for you. To learn more and enroll today, go to thefbadvantage.com. I'll also be sure and link that up in the show notes page for today's episode, which is over at rickmulready.com forward slash 103. Again, doors close tonight, 1159 PM Pacific time. That is Wednesday, September 21st. Look forward to seeing you inside that program. All right, my friends, that is all for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. As always, keep testing your paid traffic to find out what works for you and your business and then do more of what's working. And I'll see you in the next episode.